graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. I want to put a little strength. Space Force, space, space, for space, force. Space Force, space, space, for space, force. Space Force, space, space, for space. It's just a coincidence that you are talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy who makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And we have a special guest with us today. Introduce yourself, sir. The head samurai known as the Real Maddox, as Oscar once said, Urkel with a gun. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't so have to hear him bitch anymore. So let it not I be know, said. Right? Let it not be said that you know we don't come through for our fans. I mean, it took like a month for us to get everything organized, but we finally the planets finally aligned where all our schedules kind of uh, got together and we could actually finally record together. And I right. got alcohol. <laughs> You always have alcohol. What's the difference? Jesus Christ! Like we're recording. It's noon our time, and it's like eleven o'clock your time, right? Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> it's like eleven eighteen. I'm like, can I um just get that? Gotcha, gotcha. And then like our last, let me see. Right before we recorded the last episode, I know, and of course, as soon as we start recording, <laughs> Paul's uh, guinea pigs go crazy. But um, I heard Jarrell was here. What? Well, you're the one with Priscilla with the guinea pigs. <laughs> but, oh, happy birthday, Paul. Mm. That was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, you no good for nothing piece of shit. I didn't even fucking troll you, man, like I should have. But uh, right before our last episode, like literally, like I, I read the article before we started recording, so I haven't had a chance to talk about it. Uh, but let's talk about Chris Hardwick. And his allegations of uh, the Me Too abuse that, didn't, that, didn't that start at uh, New York Comic Con last year? Of or was that somebody different? Maybe no, that I, was somebody different. Oh no, no, I you know you're thinking New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. That was the guy from like one of those like YouTube channels, oh, okay. the heavy set uh, dude, uh, Chris Hardwick. His his ex girlfriend uh, spoke out. Now, mind you, like Chris Hardwick is like he's in, I don't know if he's engaged. No, he's married to one of the. Um, you know, like Randolph Hearst's granddaughter, like, yeah. like from the big like publication empire, and um, but his his ex girlfriend, who's who was kind of around right when like around the beginning time where he started getting famous, uh, was making allegations that like you know he he you know he was being manipulative to her and he made her feel like shit and he kind of shut her off from all her friends and you know dem- and he like you know demanded sex she had to give him sex and all this other stuff and. What I wanted to say is that, like, what, and I'm not trying to say that I'm better than Chris Hardwick, because that's not, that's not the case. But guys like Chris Hardwick are the kinds of, like, guys that they'll wag their fingers at other guys. Like, like when, uh, like when Jared from Subway, and it's, and I, I, I saved it on my computer because, um, when the Jared from Subway thing popped out, um, 
here's a quote from Chris Harlow. Like many of you, my my reaction to this is that I am fucking dumbfounded. I don't even know what to do with this. It's like, this fucking guy too? Are you serious? Are there any good people left on the planet? Uh, Horrible people deserve our ridicule and is vital in a situation like this because it takes away his power from from a societal standpoint. And we can stand on his neck and be like, this is a shitty person. Don't be a shitty person or we'll stand on your neck. So, well, isn't that the pot calling to kill black? Exactly. You know, look, well, wait, I, am, wait, wait, I, admit, I admit I'm a fucking piece of shit. Time out. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. His wife, who he's married to right now, came out and said, like, this is a bunch of bullshit about what's going on. Well, of course. His, of course his wife is going to come out in his defense. I mean, that shit she better... <laughs> Yeah, but dude, like, if if he was a piece of shit, I mean, you've seen this fucking Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Like, these women don't stay around with their men unless they're fucking like, unless it's a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to take some credit. You got to take some like understanding that if the if the the wife is coming out and saying, "Hey, you know, my man, I've been with my man all these years, and he hasn't done shit like this to me, mm-hmm. and I've never heard of him doing anything like this to anybody," like. Why are we all? Why are you guys going jumping all over this man? You know what I mean. But it's. I mean, you could react. I think like I'm. If you talk to different exes of mine, some exes will tell you that I'm a fucking prince, and some exes will tell you that I'm the fucking, you know, second coming of fucking Satan. You know, like you know, it depends. All on hell, our Lord oh, Satan. Wait, wait, you are the second coming of Satan. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> and it's, but that's what I'm saying is like, it depends on who you speak to. You know, like, you know, my exes that were, that did me dirty, you know, would tell you, oh, he's a good guy and stuff like that. You know, I'm pretty sure my ex-wife and my baby mama would say I'm a fucking, you know, yeah, probably. fucking piece of shit. And it's like, you know, it depends on, on who you talk to. And it's like, so, you know, my, my point being is that like, look, I admit I'm a fucking piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't like these, there's these fucking dudes, there's like these, white knight motherfuckers who want to come out and like every time something like this comes out they're like oh you know the men are, you know like oh men are horrible and men are this and men are that you know and then and i love that his fucking dirty laundry is being aired where it's like you know you were sitting here pointing all your fucking fingers and all of a sudden you know i admit i'm a piece of shit so if my dirt came out if the, you know dirt about me came out you know you're like you know oh we're not surprised Dude, <laughs> he admitted himself he's a piece shit, of shit though, man way to own it yeah and it's like you know, I, and also, look, I'm not going to lie. There is a little jealousy there. You know, he was in the, you know, his fucking, you know, the Nerdist podcast was like, you know, near like 800 episodes. But the guy, you know, the guy must have, he must have sold his soul to the devil or something like that because he was like, you know, how does this guy, you know, go from being like the co-host of Singled Out on fucking MTV to like running like a fucking podcast empire? But like, you know, he had he had an office, the original because I've listened to the Nerdist podcast, and, and you know, in the very beginning, I was like, "Oh, he's kind of douchey, smarmy, uh, you know, uh, hipster sort of a deal." Even though I think, like, technically, he's a little too old to be a hipster, and he's definitely he's older than me, so he's not a millennial. But he kind of he was like catering to like the millennial audience and stuff like that. So it was like, you know, but then their their first like Nerdist offices when they started making the the podcast, they were doing it in the well, one dude, he was writing the coattails of being on the G4 network. Because I was like, remember, like, Attack of the Show and stuff like that? Like, yeah. he was part of that. He was that whole, that whole like, uh, comedy mafia going on. And then they put their offices in the 
in the first floor of the E building. So, so many of those podcasts that he got all these big stars from were like people literally going up to E. He had friends from the E network. And he was like, oh, by the way, if you're in the building, you know, can you do a podcast at my friend's studio downstairs? You know, so many, if you listen to the early Nerdist podcast, you know, that's, that's where it all was. And it's like, you know, he kind of like, you know, I guess they say, you know, location, location, location. You know, he had a podcast and, you know, he built his empire being very fucking lucky, you know, and, and being, putting himself in a, in a, in a good place. I mean, part of me is a little jealous, you know, and I'm getting a little, you know, a little, uh, you know, the, the Germans use the term schadenfraud or schadenfraud where, you know, <coughs> receiving, receiving pleasure from, from other people's pain and misery, you know, part and there's a, there's a lot of fucking schadenfraud going on here. When it comes to, uh, you know, watching Chris, watching the Chris Hardwick fucking empire fall. But also, you know, there is a little jealousy there because I'm a piece of shit and I'll admit. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to be envious, man. It's just like, hey, it's kind of like feel that just like get yourself up, to, you know, step your game up, man. Yeah. I mean, shoot. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day, dude. Yeah, but but that like, motherfucker show did burn down, though. Yeah, and it's like, you know, and don't get me wrong. I mean, he got some good celebrities, but, you know, there's more to a pod, you know, be the celebrity. That's, you know, that was my whole thing about this podcast is like, yeah, we could sit. And of course, look, don't be wrong. I, I love talking about comic book movies. I love talking about nerdy shit. But like, I want to be a creator. I want to be, you know, I want to be making, I want the people to want to fucking interview me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, and of course, you know, I mean, I, I, I kind of drag my feet and, you know, and I'm, you know, but, you know, I want to be a creator. I don't want to just fucking blow celebrities all day. I mean, that, well, that, might, that might make you profitable, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Depends on who it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and in other, like, podcast royalty news, you know, Kevin Smith's comic, comic book men yeah, got canceled that. on AMC. And I'm wondering, I was like, what a fucking coincidence, because they obviously canceled uh, Talking Dead. Because, you know, you had Walking Dead, you know, for AMC, Walking Dead... You know, is giving them numbers that, you know, the best numbers that they've seen since AMC fucking exists. Back when it was American movie classics. And that was like the channel you saw, like, you know, uh, you know, Casablanca on. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you're bored during the day. You can watch like, you know, some old black and white movie. You know, then they kind of revamped and they did Mad Men and, and then they got Walking Dead. And, you know, there was definitely that wave of, you know, and once again, Chris Hardwick, you know, golden dick that he has. Got, you know, got the slot after Walking Dead with Talking Dead where they got all the people from the show like, hey, here's an hour of a show that's our heart rated, highest rated show. Here's another hour of a guy or half an hour, whatever, of, pe- of a guy talking to the people on the show, you know. And then uh, Kevin Smith's uh, com- comic book men kind of like slid under the radar right after all those. And, don't, and, you know, and even Kevin Smith admits that he was riding the wave of, of Walking Dead and Talking Dead. But You know what? This is the solution, though. We get Kevin Smith to do Talking Dead. Problem solved. Yeah, well, uh, well, as much I think, I mean, Kevin Smith would, I think he would do it. But uh, um, I saw a petition online where they got, um, oh my goodness, the girl from uh, from Community, Yvette Robinson. Yeah, like you know, because I think she kind of like she's in that world or whatever. Or Yvonne, I'm, I can't believe I forgot her name. Uh, I'm gonna look it up right now, but you know. Uh, but it's just, it's sort of, it, what was the word I'm looking for? You know, I love how Yvonne Robinson, I think is her name. Oh no. I don't, <laughs> Yvette Yvonne. But, 
you know, I love how all of a sudden they're canceling Walking Dead and talk. Excuse me, they're canceling Talking Dead. The comic book man gets canceled also. So like Kevin Smith kind of got like collateral damage and. Comic, comic book men had up to 96 episodes. They were four episodes away from like the golden 100 ep- because you know once a show hits 100 episodes, then it goes to syndication right. and stuff like that. So you know he fucking he killed that shit. So fuck yeah, thanks, douchebag. Yeah. But uh, all right, what's go- what else is going on in the news? Uh, we were talking. Well, I guess well, it's, I'm surprised we didn't talk about this last episode. Uh, about the kids being separated from their parents at the border. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to America. Well, so, okay, so l- let me talk about this real quick. So, <laughs> so, first of all, I mean, this has been going on for a long time. Let's not just be stupid about it. Let's be honest. The problem that's that's happening is, is Trump is being so strict about all this shit that there's so many kids getting separated from their families now that it's become a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, this was going on during the Obama administration. This was going on during the Bush administration. This was going on during the Clinton administration. I'm pretty sure it was probably going on during the first Bush administration, too. So um, let's just throw that out there. Let's mm-hmm. get that out of the way because that, that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is is that it just wasn't it, – it's just not as bad now as it is because – you know, Trump wants to get rid of everybody. He wants to get rid of, you know, any any anybody to. that's not here. And it, and it doesn't, you know, I, I understand I understand why people get pissed about, you know, uh, you know, these these Mexicans coming across the border and taking jobs, but here's the problem. They've been finding out that the jobs that they're taking are the jobs that white people don't want. <laughs> don't there you go. You know what I'm saying, and and that's kind of like where you know these these, it's basically white people. Let's let's be honest. It's white people complaining about this shit. Oh, I don't want any foreigners in my country. Um, God, I feel bad for myself right now. Well, well no, I I did see. Look, uh, you know, and obviously, you know, I, you know, I'm an anti-Trump person, but I saw this funny meme where it goes, Trump says uh, that Mexico is sending its rapists and drug dealers. But there's also people who think that Mexicans are coming to take their jobs. Well, if, what job do you have where a, 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 a rapist and a drug dealer can just take your job? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously, I think it's sort of it, – how this came into light. I mean, like they started showing like these, you know, camps – for the lack of a better term. Like, it just reminded me of, like, concentration camps where they showed people yeah. sleeping on the floor and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, I understand they were probably doing this during other administrations, but it's sort of like, how, all of a sudden, this is, they're, they're showing, like, No, it's, it's gotten, like, really, it, it's, it's never been this bad. Like, it's never been, like, 50 different concentration camps of kids sleeping on the floor in cages. Mm-hmm. Not like literally each one has a cage, but like there's a fence around it, and it's like, you know, what are you what are you supposed to sit there and wh- what kind of example does that set when you you fucking put these kids in a cage? I mean, they're they're just they're young; they don't even know what the fuck's going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. It's like you know, I mean, a, a small child, you know, you're you're punishing. Obviously, you're going to punish the parents because they're breaking the law or whatever. But, you know, a small child doesn't know what the hell's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
if a parent, if you know, if a, if a parent with a child in the United States state said, uh, you know, like here in Rochester, we're gonna move to Chicago tomorrow, you know, and but go, the kid has no fucking say, you know. Then all of a sudden, you know, like if if a, if a Mexican parent tells the kid we're gonna go to America tomorrow. You know, the kid has no say. The kid doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And then all of a sudden they cross the border and authorities come. And now you separated from your parent. Like, that's got to be like a horrifying situation. Especially if, you know, people being brought to this country, you know, you don't speak English. Yeah. You know what's going on. The police are showing up. You're taking away from your parents. Now you're sitting in a fucking cell. Like, what? You know, and you're a kid. You're innocent. You have no uh part of the decision. You know, it's not like the kid said, hey, dad, let's go to fucking, <laughs> let's go to the United States. You know, the, the, the parent that said, we're going to go to the United States. And, and, you know, some child doesn't know what the fuck is going on, terrified, sitting in a fucking cell. You know, it's, 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 that's like shit out of a fucking nightmare. Like, this is, like, you know, this that's like, that's like a, a horror movie or something like that. Like, it is. You know, that's going to be like in a few, you know, 20 years from now, there are going to be people making movies about, like, you know, some kid, you know, being, you know, he lost his parents. You know, Donald Trump's going to be the bad guy. <laughs> well, he is, but, you know. Uh, you know, so, uh, and also in other news with, with the, uh, with, uh, besides the kids in the, the immigration, Space Force. Okay. We're going to build a Space Force. We're now- getting a gun, baby. <laughs> Let me get that. I want the Epion. Now, I call it the site, but if I can get a second choice, I want Epion too, man. I'm possibly saying rock. Nah, fuck that. You know which gun I might want. Yeah, we know which one you want. I you want, want the curly Q. I want the one. This hand of mine is ready. Shining Gundam. I want Shining Gundam. Fuck that shit. Telling you, dude. I'm serious. Somebody had to clap when they made that, man. My This hand of mine is burning, dude. Somebody has some open wounds. No, they probably, they probably put it in as a joke, and then everybody was like, that actually makes sense. Let's, let's it keep does. it. <laughs> Because, I mean, if you look at the, the rest of the Gundams during that series, you're kind of just like, okay, well, you need to have something that stands out, and somebody's hand that's on fire kind of stands out. <laughs> but I digress. Space Force, fuck them. I, I, want, um, I, I want whatever whatever Gundam was in uh, in uh, Ready Player One. <laughs> let me just say this. like, If you're a Republican, if you're, if you're a Democrat, let, not, let alone a Republican right now, you're sitting there thinking to yourself, do I really want to try to run up against Donald Trump? Because even if I win, do you see the fucking mess I have to clean up? Like, Jesus Christ, like, holy shit. Like, this this, this guy has created so many messes, it's like... Yeah, but it's like, it's it's like, I know he's his Space Force, and I, and I think we all kind of know what he... He means like a military, uh, you know, operation that's going to go to, you know, go to patrol the skies and so on and so forth. And... Let me tell you, if if it was anybody else other than fucking Donald Trump, I would kind of say it's a good idea. It does kind of make sense. That would be the next natural progression of going into fucking outer space for you know military reasons. But it's also like, you know, maybe because I'm an old man, like I remember Ronald Reagan's Star Wars. Like, like uh, you know, like they had like Ronald Reagan proposed like spies like us. Yeah, satellites in the in the air that had lasers that can shoot down intercontinental ballistic missiles yeah you know and uh that was sort of you know i mean it sounds fucking outlandish and stuff like that but even ronald reagan was sort of doing like and so you know i was just sort of just 
you know, it, it, like when I hear like Space Force, hey, we're to build a Space Force. You know, it kind of reminds me of Star Wars for Ronald Reagan. You, you do Trump's voice really well. <laughs> I get a lot of practice doing it. We're going to build a wall in space. <laughs> yeah, you know, we got to, you know, the thing is, dude, I'm not fine with the cleanups, man. I would join. <laughs> I'm joining the cleanups side, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I, I, you know, I kind of posted about that last uh, a week ago, sort of like, you know, what if they gave him the tour of Area 51 and he saw it? <laughs> like, yeah. He, he did see the alien from Independence Day. And he's like, we got to build this space for us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, once again, it's now, you know, crazy, if it's Frieza, right? we all dead, man. Just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Frieza, all dead. Goku is not going to save us, dude. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it, it makes. I know it sounds weird. It sounds like for me to fucking kind of agree with Trump. I get like there being a space force. I just I don't want that idiot in charge. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> let the next president give us a space force or whoever you know. Well, see, here's I mean, we got NASA, man. But yeah. the thing is, I'm talking about he's talking about a militarized space force, man. Like, dude, come on. Man, aliens don't want to deal with us, man. Dude, we probably like, dude, we probably like the ghetto of friggin' uh, the intergalactic community, man. Earth, no, man, that's the hood, homes. We ain't even going there right now. It's like not into this idiot league, not until Earthlings just actually get it together, man. I was like, seriously, if there is extraterrestrial life, trust me, we are not the representation of some of these idiots on the planet. Now, me on the other hand, if y'all got some strong booze, man, some fine women's. Come on, beat me up, Scotty. But like, you know, how, why's it got to be about the booze? Why's it got to be about the hot women? Come on now. Hey, look here, man. I'm just being honest, dude. I, I'm staying true to thyself. Shit, shit man. There, there ain't gonna be no space force. Here, here's see. This is this is what's funny. Like, people like the next president that comes in is gonna have to clean up a big mess. But they're gonna look at this this uh, space force and be like, you know what? Maybe this <laughs> this isn't a bad idea. Let's actually do this shit. But if you notice, like, China hasn't said anything, Russia hasn't said anything, because they know how stupid this is. They're sitting there looking at them like, all right, anyways, talking about uh, this trade yeah, war. But I said, like, <laughs> how, like, how, you know, how do you enforce borders in space? Like, you know, like, obviously, a, bo- a border's a border. And, like, you could, you know, and it sounds like, you know, okay, a wall, you know, we could build a wall or whatever. But, you know, at least, like, there's a defined line, like, where the United States ends and, and Mexico begins. How do you enforce? Because I mean, yeah, I mean, we're making jokes about aliens, but I mean, I think he means space force for like this is sort of like it's going to be like the next arms race. It's going to be like we're patrolling space, so that means you know we can fly over China at any given. Yeah, moment. but if you're talking you know. space force, then you should have it should be an international kind of thing. It should be everybody doing the whole fucking thing. This we got international space station, right? That's it space should be force. like it should be the fucking. You know, United Nations doing this shit, but but it seems it's almost to me it sounds like a veiled threat almost. Like like we're gonna get to space. Like I mean like it sounds like 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 the space race. Like you know you know, you know sorry, JFK said like you know, before the end. I of hate this, to say you know, this, but like fucking China's already been there fifty to fifty more times. Same thing with Russia. More than us. We gotta fucking go to what is it? Russia. We're gonna put the best bombs in outer space. I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's we gotta go to what? It's it's either Russia or China now. To go up into space, to go to the International Space Center right now, because mm-hmm. we have no shuttles. Yeah. There's the same guy who wants to bring back the fucking coal, coal industry. Uh, but, he, but, but, you know, but he wants us to fucking put money in. Uh, how are we going to get science and technology to get us into outer space if he's, like, still backing coal? 
It's the same guy that wants to do a trade war with Canada, and yet we were making like billions and billions and billions of dollars off of them. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me right now, dude? Like, dude, we are the freaking laughing stock of the international community, man. Seriously, what connections and allies we have, man. No one takes us serious, man. Like right now, we are very weak and vulnerable, man. We are very. I mean, I mean, I mean, people, people think that we're stupid because of Trump. But I don't think that they, I mean, at, at, at any moment, fucking, we could destroy any country we wanted to with the arsenal that we have. So, I mean, it's not, I mean, dude, you got to understand, though, because, like, There is people, serious retaliation on that, dude. Trust me, the international community is not going to stand by, dude. Yeah. Yes, America is strong to a certain extent, man. Like, look here. There is no way you can stand up to the military force of a combined Russia and China, man. Mutually I mean, assured destruction. Like, you know, if shit gets, if shit really does get started, we're all fucked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think, like, I don't think it'll get to that we'll point. Blow, I we'll, think. we'll blow all ourselves out of the fucking, you know, like, we bomb them, they bomb us, and, and like, yeah, it's like a lot like, of people, a lot of people are surprised that, like, people of his own party aren't really saying some things. But a lot more people, you gotta understand something here. I've never seen so many Republicans retire from Congress in my whole entire fucking life. Like, they're retiring at a rate of, like, substantial number where you're sitting there going, okay, you know these motherfuckers don't want to deal with Trump anymore. Because, and you you got to understand something. We're coming up into November, man. Like, Mm -hmm. Trump is going to lose, like, he's going to lose control of the fucking House and Senate. He's going to lose control of it. And, like, this is going to become one of those things where we can definitely check and balance his motherfucking ass. Yeah. And but a, a problem that a lot of people have been talking about in Washington is like, who's going to go up against against Trump for the Democratic Party? And I'm like, y'all want to see Joe Biden do it? Fucking just let him go, let him do it. We can have his the thing. <laughs> but it's something like like you know Bernie Sanders wanted just wanted kids to go to college, <laughs> and that, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but Bernie Bernie kind of got. But I was like, that's ridiculous. Burned. But we're gonna have Look, a space force. Oh, he's brilliant. Okay. You know, some things actually did happen with the DNC. Man, it was rigged. I'm not gonna lie about it. It was rigged because they wanted Hillary in and not Bernie. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but you gotta, it, the thing is, man, she shot the party in the democracy is not a spectator sport. And you go into politics, trust me, no one is going to come out clean, man. Seriously, that's even on the urban level, man, within any part of freaking politics. I sit down and I talk to me and my frat brothers. We have talked about this extensively and more times than we care to talk about sometimes. But we know exactly what's going on because there is it's not a spectator sport. You really have to be on your P's and Q's with everything that's going on. And most people like you get your candidates in the office but people don't realize that you do have a civic duty that things don't change overnight you have to sit there and get on your people that you put in the office and make them do things that they need to because that's what's happening right now in the city of birmingham people think that just because we got a new mayor that things were going to change overnight no you have to stay on them. the city council man things that are deadlocked there things are we're seeing progress within the city we are but the whole thing about it is we have a lot of people in the old guard who refuse to let things change the way they need to for the betterment of the city of Birmingham. Now, going into that, we have a lot of gentrification as well, because there are areas where I see a lot of Caucasian people moving back into the hood. But that's the thing, though. They did this systematically. 
It didn't just happen overnight. It started with just simple little changes that people have never paid attention to. And then it just started to spread from there because I told him, I was like, the beta test for what happened as far as Park Place, which used to be Central City, which was a local project in the area from my high school that I graduated from, was that they got all those tenants to move out. They moved them out. They shut down Central City and they built Park Place. And they did this to cater towards young professionals who wanted to be closer to their jobs within the city or have easy access to the freeways to get to their jobs out in um, the greater Birmingham area. And that was the beta test. After that, they had success after that. They built the Uptown, which is like pretty much this upscale place where you can go and get, you know, do things like eat, drink. You know, it's right by the um, the main library branch, you know, everything, you know, BJCC. Now we're getting a stadium. Sorry about getting off topic for this a little bit, but I just need people to know how this thing works. Like the whole thing is it doesn't just happen overnight. It's a steady process. And if you're not that attentive to it and you're not paying attention, then, but next thing you know, boom, you got a Starbucks in the middle of the hood and the hood doesn't look like the hood used to be. It has practically became whitewash and you got pumpkin spice lattes as soon as fall come with basic tricks wearing their dang on snow boots. Gotcha. And it's like, I mean, I witnessed that, you know, Lower East Side Manhattan, you know, born and raised in Lower East Side Manhattan. You know, I'm, I was born in 77, you know, I was raised there during a time of fucking crack and AIDS in Manhattan where, you know, it was a fucking hellhole and, and, you know, just watch the movie The Warriors, you know, and you see like how New York City, I mean, of course the Warriors are a little extreme, but I mean, you know, how crazy and fucked up the city was and like, you know, you, then you take like a, a, a music venue like CBGB's, you know, the birthplace of punk and the Ramones and and that area got so fucking gentrified that CBGB's shut down. Oh, but there's a fucking Whole Foods down the block. <laughs> so like you know, I, like and you know, and I I have conversations like because right now like without my car, you know, I I take a bunch of Ubers and stuff like that, and and I'll talk to the Uber Uber drivers, and usually I hear in my voice, you know, you're not from around, <laughs> you're not from Rochester, are you? And you know, I talk about New York City, and it's sort of like, even if I had the luxury of going back to New York City. You know, and, and, or whatever the case may be. I would, I mean, don't, I don't get me wrong. I want to be around my family, but like none of my friends could afford to live there. No. You know, my mom and my dad and my aunts and my uncles still live there because they've had their apartments since the seventies, you know, or, or the eighties or, you know, since, you know, before, you know, none of my childhood friends live in New York City anymore and we can't afford to because, you know, because of the gentrification. You know, people want the land cheap and, <laughs> Well, exactly. See, yeah, I mean, I saw that down there. I mean, it's 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 pretty. It's interesting to see what they what you know. But see, this is the funny thing about gentrification, though. When you go into land banks, when you try to get this land, if you're a minority, dude, either they will give you a very hard time trying to get this land at a fair price, or they will try to jack it up to the point that you will not want to buy it. Yeah. See, I mean, but see that that's 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 you know that's kind of the conversation that I've had with you before is like there's a difference between what happens in the south and what happens up here in the north. In the north, they will give they will give minorities every single kind of loan, grant, whatever to fucking buy land, start a business, take a shit, whatever whatever you want to do. Me, if I try to get a loan, well, we we need to see your papers. We need to see your thing. We need to see your 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 social security card. I'm sitting there going, 
but you just let this, uh, you just let this, uh, this uh, Afghan dude just get like a bunch of loans. Oh, uh, don't worry about that. We're just talking about you right now. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you don't like that's that's the kind of thing you don't see, Darrell. Like that, that's am I, am no, I no, 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 dude, no. You're not wrong about it all because I see it too. I, it's I mean, a difference, it, and I dude. like like for example, like our friend Gadesh Flow. Like I try to explain that to him. Like I'm like, yeah, that racism is is everywhere, everywhere that everywhere in the country, but you do not see the type of racism that you see in the South. You do not see that up here in the North. Even with Trump, you don't even see that as much in the North at all. I mean, you see some dumbasses riding around and you know, you you, see, you know what I'm talking about, Chris? Well, like no, you yeah, see him riding around with the goddamn American flag, but you know they want the Confederate flag. Yeah, well, I mean, because you know what it is. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe because they're constant. You know, like living in New York City. You know, and I've lived in just south of Philadelphia. I've lived in Rochester. Like you know, these are all metropolitan areas, and you know they tend to be. A, a bit, you know, a lot more open-minded. Yeah. You know, until you go out and, you know, leave Rochester. <laughs> well, know? I mean, no, that's, Rochester, that's the thing. Like, once I you start getting the... a little south of the city or a little or a little more, uh, you know, not west of the city because the west gets No, I would Buffalo. say south of the city. South of the city and east of the city. You know, once you get once you get east of the city, like I mean, you gotta be between Rochester and Syracuse gets a little bad. You know, yeah, see, and then once you, get east, once you get east of Rock, once you get east of Syracuse, then then you're really like, <laughs> and it's like it's weird. It's like you would think up, you know, this is up north. Like you're like you're a, you're a 45 minute car ride to the Canadian border, but no, it is it's fucking. <laughs> it is I mean, it's not. See, that's a, that's the thing. Like you don't. I mean, you go out of the city, you go through the suburbs, and you go you go down into the country and. I mean, there's there's still not that much racism. It's it's just once once you hit those really small towns, that's when people well, are I, like, may, maybe racism maybe uh, okay. It's not but, racism. I mean, it's, it's it's fucking just ignorance. You yeah, know, it's like ignorance. like when I what, my old job, which I don't want to say the name because uh, you know uh, Austin still yeah. works there, but where I worked, a lot of people at my job where I worked, I worked in a southern suburb of the city. Let's just put it like that, and a lot of people that I worked with came from even. More south. These are people who traveled from their rural areas to have oh, a yeah. job. And the funny to, to them is like, oh, they're in the fucking big bad city. And I'm like, you're in the southern suburb of the city. You are yeah. not in the fucking. Oh, I, I've you had, are, you I've are not in the city at all. I, I told I told Darrell about this story one day. There was some guy came into the the gas station. And was like, he he literally he's like he's like, oh, how's the city today? I'm like, sir, this is not. The city. You, oh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, my job. My old job is like three blocks from where you work, where you used to work, yeah, you know? or a block about two blocks away from where you work. And Henrietta, and Henrietta is a, so- a southern suburb of the city, and like these people who came from even further south of the city, you know, oh, you're in the city, I'm like you're in fucking Henrietta. I'm like, this I'm like, I'm like by the, the way, I'm like, by the way, if you want, I'll take you, fi- I'll take you into the city and drop you off in the in the bad parts. <laughs> Come and to he's my like, house. He's like, he's Come like, he's like, no, no, I'm good, thanks. I'm like, yeah. So I mean. I was, I had to I've had to correct people about that, but yeah, there, there's an ignorance. There's definitely ignorance. It's, it's ignorance because I mean, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna relate to people if you're not interacting. See, here's with them. here's the ignorance though. Like the, you got these people that they move away from the city because it's the the big bad city, but then it's like you're driving like an hour to fucking work, and it's like why. Because they hate, where, where they you hate can black live. people that much. <laughs> no, I, I, no it's, I, I don't I think it's that. I hate black people so much, I'm going to drive two hours a day. I wouldn't say <laughs> Just so I can not be around. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was that. I would say it's more or less, you know, they have this thought process in their head that everybody, even in the suburbs of Rochester, that it's that there's crime. And it's like, that's definitely not the case. 
You know what I mean? So that's kind of what pisses me off about people. I've lived in the worst parts of Rochester. And I mean, you know, okay, I've had my car broken into. But, you know, my home, thank thank goodness my home has never been, you know. I've never. I mean, it's never that bad. It's never usually that bad. I I just had my car broken. And then again, like, I mean, in, in retrospect, like, I was in a parking lot that had, like, no lighting. You know, so it's sort of like, you know. You were just in fine trouble, man. Exactly. Like, you know, I mean, you know, and it's sort of, it was my, my landlord's fault. I mean, it had the lights, I mean, the fixtures were there. You gotta remember <laughs> too, like, years ago. you gotta remember too, like, there are only, people think that Rochester's like crime written, but then there's only like two or three streets that are really bad, and that's it. You know what I mean? Well, like, that's, I mean, look, and I hate to say it, like, I mean, I, it's more than just two or three streets, but it is funny, like, Whenever the news starts every day, it's like shooting on such and such street, and it's like, you know, you might as well just just replay yesterday's news. <laughs> you know, yeah, shooting yeah. on such and such street, shooting, and it's like, and it is, and and what kills me is that like when they go to the footage, and once again, maybe because I'm come from New York City, and like I'm used to like you know, you know, you saw my mom's building, and you know, my mom's building's 21 stories, you know, saying uh, you know I'm used to buildings that are 18, 20 stories high, you know, these are. If you look at the neighborhood without knowing about the crime, they look like nice areas. You know, everyone has a house. It's a nicer old house or whatever. They're like shooting on such and such street. And like, oh, you know, it's like, stop. Yeah, down by down by St. Paul where there's all the numbered streets. That's where that's where a lot of the crime. And the lettered street. Or the lettered yeah, avenues. the lettered streets, too. Jesus <laughs> and it, but, I mean, you know. I mean, of what course, about your Martin Luther King Boulevard, we're though? It, do we have one of those? I don't know Martin if we Luther do. King? And well, and this is this. I'm is sure a, we do. This is a real. I'm talking about like seriously, you know, in the South, man. Anywhere there is a Martin Luther King Boulevard or Drive, mm-hmm. dude, that's probably like the worst area, man. Yeah, that's. I mean, I mean, one that's that that's the joke from uh, from Chris Rock. He goes, you know, Martin Luther King stood for nonviolence, and he goes, but you go to Martin Luther King Boulevard in any town, there's gonna be some violence going on. And there was also, and this is like a, I, I remember reading a book. Uh, about like wrestlers back in the day and you had wrestlers that you know wrestlers that took drugs and stuff like that and like whatever town they went to they would instead of asking like where the drugs were they would ask where's martin luther king boulevard you know and then go to that area and like oh inevitably inevitably there'd be drugs in that area which is a real fucked up thing you know um but all right so what we're gonna do is we're gonna be uh we'll be right back with more dick and fart jokes this episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc., 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number 8. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. Ah, ah, It's a dead issue, man. Don't, don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of. Unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. 
Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you should be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything Dude, that kept little popping little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you, you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Click and Hit, enhancing the experience for all recreational smokers. Click and Hit is a one-handed portable vaporizer. This smoking pipe has a compact four-stage design, complete with a built-in, windproof, butane-refillable torch lighter. The large burn chamber holds your stash of legal herb or pipe tobacco. Click the button to ignite and inhale as usual. When you are done, put it back in your pocket for later. Smoke anytime with the touch of a button. No more carrying around grinders and tins. Pipe, rolling papers, and even your lighter at home. The Click and Hit cordless vaporizer is no bigger than a normal cigar, making it the world's smallest and most discreet vaporizer. It's perfect for use in small places or shared rooms. It's efficient getting five to eight drawers from your packed chamber. It's affordable at just $19.95 each. Buy three and the shipping is free. Buy four and you get the fifth one free. Visit www.click dash the letter n dash hit.com that's click and hit.com and now for listeners of two strangers on podcast you can use promo code strangers and receive 10 percent off your purchase at click that's promo code strangers for 10 percent off your purchase and we're back all right so uh you know we were kind of discussing like social issues let's, let's get some more nerdy stuff for the news um well what about the social issues no, that was the first part of the show. Um, Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU, will, is not going to have a presence at San Diego Comic-Con this year. Like, Marvel TV and Marvel Comics and, and, and like, the toys and stuff like that. Like, I remember, like, because remember, like, now that Marvel's part of, like, Disney and stuff like that, like, they started to have that D23 yeah. things. But, uh, like... And I remember, like, that first year when they when Marvel announced that it wasn't going to be at San Diego Comic-Con. Like, I mean, st- obviously, they still had a presence. And I remember, like, going to, like, the Marvel, like, streaming live site. And they had, like, you know, here's a Incredible Hulk bust for $400. <laughs> Something like that. Like, you know, or here's, you know, here's Elektra or here's Logan. And, you know, and so they had tons of toys and, of course, the comics. And I believe the TV shows, especially, you know, uh, Luke Cage, um are going to have an, an Iron Fist, are going to have like a, uh, a presence at New York Comic Con. Oh, excuse me, San Diego Comic Con. Uh, but it's surprising that they're not going to have a uh, San Diego Comic Con presence this year. But that was. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I, I'm sure they'll have something at New York Comic Con. I mean, that's getting closer to when, you know, when we're going to see some movies in the, in, the, in the early, you know, the late winter, early uh, spring. So. And, and I'm so. I mean, maybe, maybe you could put some context on this. Why the fuck did they wait for after Fourth of July for Ant Man and the Wasp? Like Ant Man and the Wasp comes out on the sixth. You would think it would if if I was part of Marvel Disney, I was like, put it out before Fourth of July. So on Fourth of July, that, I think they just wanted to they just put it out whenever they had a date, honestly, because that's that's just like Spider Man. Like I, I was saying to to my boss the other day, like 
we don't think that Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to do... First of all, that movie's not the type of movie that's going to do Black Panther or Avengers business. Obviously. It's going to do what Spider-Man did. Spider-Man did really well the first two weeks, and then it just drops off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of what every movie that's that's decently good gonna is going to do these days. And what I mean by decently good, it's going to still do over $100 million its first week, probably. Yeah. I mean, it'll get close to $100 million, but it'll, it'll do good that week. Um, I don't see this not doing well. I mean, I think the first one kind of... Uh, gave people something to actually want to come back for. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I and mean, I, I think, oh yeah, I'm a fan. But I mean, like, I think the public in general is like, okay, you know, no, I don't know, I don't, haven't heard anyone say, oh, I'm not going to see it. And this is going to be probably the last kind of big movie for the summer. I mean, there's not really anything else. I mean, we have Teen Titans Go coming at the Whoa. end of. End of the summer. <laughs> I heard that, Terrell. <laughs> uh, oh, wait a minute. Did, did I say something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I heard that. Um, so that, I mean, that might do decent. I, I mean, I mean, if we've heard, if you heard, like, that one guy's like, well, if the, the movie does well, we'll bring back the original Teen Titans. Yeah, okay, fuck you. Yeah. Um, you know, they own some BS on that, man. Oh, of course they are. I mean, like, seriously, Teen Titan Go, man, it's just a freaking... Dude, it's a damn atrocity, man. It's an abomination to oh, what Teen Titans was. We spend all day man. talking about this. I know, you know, people are like, "Oh, you just a hater." Like, dude, I'm not into comedy when it comes to Teen Titans, man. I was like, Go it on. just didn't. The, the comedy did not. It does not work for me. There was only one Teen Titan episode that I actually liked, and that's when they did that dang on the night. Um, the night shine. <laughs> yeah. That is the only one I actually like because of the music, man. And that was just some that was thrown together and they milked the hell out of it. And they did a good job with it. Yeah. Well, like, you know, and, you know, and it's a, it's a person, he's been a guest on the show in the past, uh, Jody Schaefer. And, and, and he's an animator. And I, I might have mentioned the last episode because I asked him about, uh, Thundercats work because he was, he was vehemently defending it. And then I then I I blatantly asked him. I said I said, do you know people working on the show? He goes, I know everybody working on the show. Now and totally unrelated and somewhat related, but now he has he's officially like left Facebook, uh, you know. And I think just with, with not not he not, needs, not he with Thundercats, a, he needs to take some time off. Of not Facebook. with yeah, not with Thundercats War being the fucking straw that broke the camel's back. But I mean, it was definitely part of the recent static that sort of made him change his mind or whatever. But uh, one of the things that he, I remember him like defending, you know, defending Thundercats War is like, you know, like he, and you know, it's sort of funny, it's sort of like insulting us, like you know, oh these, you know, these man babies are crying that they are the audience, and and he and he was saying, and once again, you know, and I'm I'm paraphrasing him, you know, and it's like you're not, you're not the audience, you know, six and seven year olds are. Well, then if that's the case. Then make a fucking show for six and seven year olds. Make a gumball. Make a Steven Universe. Why take a property from forty years ago, thirty years ago, and and try to remake it? You know, me and Jason and, had that conversation, so I'm not going to have this. Well, no, I mean, you know, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, I want to know. Sort of I like want to know his thoughts after this podcast about that. But it is it is sort of like it is sort of like it's almost like insulting to the fans of the original. So it's sort of like. Look, we're going to gear this towards kids because you assholes will watch anything. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Or, you know, like, because if, 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 and I'm not saying it's not going to be good. I'm not saying, you know, like, obviously I've got to give it a shot. But, you know, it's sort of like, you know, then if, if, if you're so wonderful, incredible, then make your own, make your own IP instead of someone else's IP and, or, or, 
licensing someone else's IP, or whatever you know, whatever the situation is, and then changing it fucking dramatically to the point where like you know there was such a, an outcry. And of course, yes, there are much bigger problems in the world than fucking Thundercats go. But you know, when when so much fucking like backlash happens in the beginning, maybe you're doing something wrong. But and and I think you know the point that I've always been making, and and I try to make this point as as clear as possible, is that. It's not about okay, you took my show and you're gonna you're gonna shit on it. It's the fact that you keep forgetting that there's this this demographic of the public that wants these shows very badly that you can make a shitload of money off of yet you're not taking advantage of. There are people like myself that want to see Thundercats 2011 finished. Okay, there are people that wouldn't even care if they re- just redid the whole thing again and did another Thundercats. But we want a series that goes from A to B to C, meaning it, it has its beginning, there's a crescendo, Middle. and then boom, it goes to the climax and it's ended. That's what we want. We want our American action cartoons. You know, and you know I don't know if I ever if, if you would if you had heard about this, and this is probably something good to put in the podcast too, is uh Gendy. They took Cartoon Network took out a and remember, Cartoon Network well, I think does. What the last time we talked about this? Samurai Samurai Time. So they, oh. No, no, no. They took out a. They took out a trademark. It's called Gendy Tarvakovsky's uh, Primal. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, and remember, Cartoon Network takes out trademarks for Adult Swim as well. Mm-hmm. So even though it's Cartoon Network taking it, it probably is Adult Swim. Swim, yeah, Adult Swim. So now, now we know what the American action cartoon that's that's going on for for Toonami that they're that they're doing in pilot mode right now is we think that's what that is we don't have 100 percent confirmation on that but we know that uh-huh. there is something going on so what i'm saying is is if gendy wants to do stuff for adults why wouldn't you want to do something for adults as well you know what yeah. i mean and that's the problem and they're like oh and that's the whole thing man gendy did freaking hotel transylvania for kids man he got sick of that and exactly thank well, you well, keep in Think mind about it, though, but it was success. But the thing is, it's geared towards kids. Yeah. It's something that was original, but it was successful. But he didn't use another intellectual property to remake something. And I'm, I'm gonna just tell you about this, man. I looked at Thunder's Cat Go, and I was like, look here. Anybody that's an artist, can you really say that you on board? That yeah, the drawing style to me it looks sloppy. You know, they made a great '80s cartoon. 80s through, I guess, in like 90s, maybe I'll shoot. I don't know. I forgot right now, but you know, in passion, I'm not being a jerk about this, but I'm like, it looks sloppy and lazy. And I was like, I asked some of my artist friend, I was like, can you really sign up on this and say that you agree with this because of the art style? I was like, no, I know art styles change, but I was like, this is just sloppy and lazy. It yeah. really is. And it's like, you know, like if if they. If they, you know, because they're like, oh, it's going to be this hyper kinetic, you know, it is going to have action. Then do, then do your own thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I would much rather it be, you know, uh, you know, they're doing a show about cat people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And let us later on go, this is fucking Thundercats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, had it be something fucking else or, you know, in the Thundercats universe or something, like, you know, like don't take established characters and then kind of do this to them. You know, you, you kind of, you know... Well... It, it's like, it's the way I feel now, like, you know, one of the big trends right now in, in fashion, people now recently are buying... Like, people now are buying 
wearing vintage heavy metal t-shirts. Right. In the past, don't week, don't give me about that whore dashing wearing that Slayer t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, and, and I was like, but I mean, in the past week alone, you know, between between my job and 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 being on, you know, I take public transportation also, you know, I've seen guys and look, look, yes, I understand. Don't judge a book by its cover, but these are guys who are clearly not Metallica fans, and I hate to say it, you know, whatever, you know, if, if, you know, if I had if I had a, if I had a pick up if I had a, you know draw a conclusion on what a Metallica fan looks like, it's not these guys, and they're wearing Metallica shirts, but then again, they're also wearing stylish pants, stylish sneakers, and it's sort of like. Yeah, you're wearing that shirt because it's a trend right now. And it's sort of like it you're fucking diluting the brand. Like, dude, like, you know, I was wearing Metallica shirts when people were looking like, you know, oh, you listen to that devil worshiping music? You know, Goddamn like, hipsters and yeah. Bible thumpers. Yeah, and it's sort of like, you know, there's people like you know, there's a like I it sounds you know, it sounds it sound weird to say it. It's fun it is a cultural appropriation, you know what I'm saying? Like it is. you know you know, you're it's like you don't know the fucking struggle of back in the day of wearing a fucking you know, an all black t shirt, you know, with the you know Megadale Slayer, Metallica. Yeah. Um shoot man, I even caught I caught crap for wearing nine inch nails, man. And I was yeah. like, Look here, dude, Trent Reznor was friggin' cool, man. And there's, you know, there's people like, oh, you know, oh, you listen to that, you know, that, uh, you listen to that fucking kill your mother, kill your father music, you know, but now, you know, you walk into oh, a fucking, sinister. yeah, Forever 21 or whatever, you know, one of those, you know, whatever trendy stores in the mall, and you could buy a fucking, you know, Megadeth t-shirt, and I'm wearing a Megadeth t-shirt right now, but it's sort of like, you know, it's not because it's a trend, and I'm wearing it because I like Megadeth, I can, I can exactly. name Three songs off the album, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to other people, you're like, you know, name name one fucking Metallica song, you know. It's just like me wearing a Black Sabbath T-shirt or Osborne T-shirt. I was like, I can at least tell you, I know plenty of Black Sabbath songs. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, shit, man, Ozzy Osbourne, Crazy Train, man, that's one of my favorite freaking songs, man. <laughs> Hey, shoot, man! Trick Daddy even got dang on sample from that man. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. See, so that, that's the whole thing about it. Like, yeah, when Chris, the wrong you, people, you, when the wrong people yeah. wear the shirt, it kind of, it waters down the brand. It really does, you know. It's sort of like, you know, it's even with the Black Panther stuff, man. I was I've been in the comic books for like for the longest since probably like third grade, man. My first comic book was Spider Man, mm-hmm. and then you know, I all of a sudden, you know, I when I found out about the Black Panther. Dude, it, it was just like a done deal. Like, you know, when I finally had a chance to get the Black Panther stuff, I was like, yeah. But, you know, I, X-Men wise, man, I always have been a Wolverine fan. But mm-hmm. one simple fact, he talks shit, he don't take nobody crap, and dude is extremely violent, man. <laughs> That's the inner struggle of a black man every day. <laughs> you know? It's, you know, it's just, you know, I, when I see stuff like that, like a Teen Titans go, it's sort of like you're watering down the brand. You're taking, uh, you're taking a good. And yes, of course they're gonna go. Oh, but what about the new kids? And that's gonna be their thing and whatever. And yeah, I mean that's that's all fine and good. But then make, just make your own fucking thing. Because you know what? Those same kids that are gonna like Teen Titans go. In thirty years from now, there's gonna be Ooh. a Steven Universe reboot, and you know, or they, and there's gonna be a, a, a Gumball reboot, and that's gonna be you know. They're going to be pissed off, you know. What if they make Gumball serious, <laughs> or you know, or, yeah. or, or, or Steven Universe serious, you know? They, you know, if they change the style, those people are going to be pissed off because they grew up with that silliness, you know. And and you know, I don't, just all I'm saying is just just either make it in 
what was the make it a spiritual successor to the original or don't make it at all. Don't don't yeah, shift right. gears as hard as as you know as a fucking. I mean, dude, password. they trust me, man. They shift gears quicker than a hook on the Ninth Street board. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm like this this whole thing about this culture, man. I was like, nerd culture used to be like something that was so taboo, but now you got all these hipsters and poses that come in, man, and just like you said, Chris, they wore it and dilute the brand down so bad to the point that like. Man, as you know, being a nerd some days, I'm like, man, I don't even want to associate myself with this shit no more because I got some poser here who doesn't even know anything. Oh, man, like, yeah, didn't Naruto do the spirit bomb? Base palm. Hashtag WTF. Yep. And you know exactly what I'm talking about, Paul. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you got the guys, the little weaves and the Wapanese that want to be Japanese. So, man, like, dude, I've been to Japan. But I was like, I did not fucking culture appropriate. I was like, I know a lot about it. Yeah, I rock some of their stuff. I was like, man, I got a Hakama and a Kendogi, but I was like, I practice Kendo. But I was like, dude, if you really want to go serious about this, I was like, the first samurai were actually black. I was like, I just started going back and I was like, look at the tribe of Jomon. They literally migrated from Africa to China and then later on from China to dang on Japan. Mm-hmm. That's how it happened. I was like, so if you really want to know, yeah, brothers are actually samurai too. Mm-hmm. It just it goes on and on, but I really get like serious. I have seen people with Chris. I've seen where people wear Slayer shirts. Do had on a Slayer shirt with a dang on blazer and a nice pair of skinny jeans. I'm like, really, this is what we're doing? Mm-hmm. This dude, it made me so freaking mad. I was like, dude, you need to take that goddamn Slayer shirt off and just put on a dang on white crew neck. <laughs> And go on by your business. I'm gonna start wearing like, Abercrombie and Fitch shirts. <laughs> you know what, dude? That's it. We about to mess. We about to mess up. You know they're taking our stuff. Let's go ahead and wear some Abercrombie and Fitch. Some American Eagle. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Is, is Aeropostel? That's what is that a brand? Yeah. <laughs> or, or some J Crew. Yeah, you know, it's like. You know, let me start wearing that, and then you know, see what you say. You know, like, like fucking. You know, and then like like. Because I'm pretty sure there are no 5X Abercrombie and Fitch shirts. <laughs> you just up, don't wear it anyway. Let me wear a fucking 1X Abercrombie and Fitch shirt. And say, oh, I'm just like one of you guys. No, you're not. You're not like one. <laughs> exactly. I mean, dude, seriously. I was like, I was like, I always did like cargo pants, man. Mm-hmm. You know, not to mention, you know, there was back in the day when everybody was rocking Tommy Hilfiger. You see how that went. I did not make my clothes for black people. Mm-hmm. It's like, big deal. I don't care. I was rocking this stuff for a second, but it kind of like ran. You know, I was like, um, I really don't care anymore. Like, dude, I don't even remember last time I even bought anything that said Tommy Hilfiger, dude. Yeah. Shoot, I was like, I got my own style, man. Shoot. I was like, I rock something out of Walmart and make it look like... I mean, seriously, I bought a lot of graphic tees out of Walmart and stuff. And he was like, dude, where you get that? Walmart? Yeah. Like, you, you freaking kidding me. I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, look here, you don't have to... It ain't even about the name for me, man. It's just like if it look good, I'm a rocket. Yeah, if it fits, <laughs> if it fits, <laughs> if it fits, I'm wear it. You know, exactly. Do, do they have um down by? Do they have Burlington Coat Factory? Dude, we got so many of them down here. Dude, trust me, I get a lot. Dude, that's why I got my Jimi Hendrix T-shirt from. Oh, okay, gotcha. You know, I mean, I, I just want—I don't know if it's a—if it was a regional thing or whatever. But, you know, I, dude, that's I, the, you know, and I shop in Burlington religiously. Yeah, man. Burlington Coat Factory is my shit. <laughs> Like, dude, when it's time to buy a coat in the wintertime, you buy it in the summertime, dude. You good. Yep. 
Because it's cheaper in the summer than it is in the winter. Nope, exactly. Like, no, but, 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 I like, but, but I like about Burlington Coat Factory is that, like, you know, a guy my size, yeah. I can go there and get, like, you know, actual clothes that'll fit me as opposed to, you know, you know, I well, hate when a shirt, when a, when a, when a store sells like a, they'll sell like a, let's just say they sell a 3X shirt. You know, it's a 3X, but like, if I raise my arms, my stomach is sticking out. <laughs> you know. That's not a 3X. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, I don't know, like, I'm sorry, I Paul, but I gotta say this, man, but I just considered, I was like, this is a white person's 3X, not a big man, yeah, black man you. 3X. <laughs> I'm being serious. Even the same thing with the clothes, man. Like, you know, I wear anywhere from like a 48 to a 50, man. And I'm like, I try on these jeans. I'm like, wait a minute, this is meant for a white man. I was like, dude, I actually got an ass. I'm sorry, Paul, you ain't got no nice ass, dude. You know, it's kind of tight. But it's, it's okay. A, but it's also like, I mean, and, and on, on the flip side, when I go to, when I go to Brosco factory, like, they'll have stuff that's like, Sean John and and Echo and Mecca and stuff like that and that's more you know and I mean it's more urban wear and 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 the funny thing is I live in the city. <laughs> that's you the know? funny thing about I, Sean I John and Mecca though, man. Like I don't know what Diddy issue was, man, but he did not cater to big dudes. <laughs> what I'm saying is that like you know it's not like I'm gonna unless it's a shirt that I really. Unless it's a shirt that I like, whatever. But then again, I, I generally don't wear a shirt that has the fucking brand plastered across the front. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, you know, if it's a shirt, if it happens to be Sean John or happens to be Mecca or Echo or you know, any of those, you know, FUBU or something like that, you know, you know, it it just so happens. I, I'm not going to wear something with the name plastered across. But then again, even if I did, I would feel like I'm being, I'm not being, you know, I'm not going to culturally appropriate, you know, I'm not going to wear a FUBU shirt. <laughs> that's not my thing you know what i'm saying like you know i'll wear you know a, a shirt with a simple pattern on it or you know as opposed to you know you know because as a you know on the flip side of the people that you know the hipsters that are wearing fucking you know metallica and megadeth shirts and then slayer shirts. and the hordashians <laughs> hordashians um all right so and then also sort of in that in the same uh vein of like the thundercats go uh, they've announced they're doing a Daria revival, not a reboot. Boy, Paul shaking his head. What are you shaking your head for? Jesus Christ, Daria! What? Daria had a special place in his in his heart for 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 a bunch of people, you know. And it had its roots in, in Beavis and Butthead, but it kind of became its own thing. I mean, I'm not like super duper thrilled about it, but I mean, my point in this situation is that the people who made the cartoon are saying. Have made it a point to say this is a revival, <laughs> not a reboot. Because imagine if they made Dario, it would fucking look like Steven Universe. And oh, oh, dude, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Now, see, dude, I would, I would literally snap. <laughs> I, I would snap, but the only other thing I would say is something that we really need that we deserve mm-hmm. is the continuation of Undergrads with season two. Oh yeah, we I, need that. Oh yeah, why not bring that back? Well, I mean, uh, Undergrads was a great show. And it ended on a friggin' cliffhanger, man. But uh, maybe I'm going crazy. I could have sworn I saw something on Twitter where they got their rights back. Really? I, I, I forgive me if I'm wrong. Let me, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll Google it real quick. But I could have sworn, like literally, like a, less than a month ago, there was a uh, the, the creators of the show, like you know, got their. We need that. We need that show back, man. Because Undergrads was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they had another show called Three South that was actually funny too. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, what I have always noticed, man, is that the good shows 
They get killed so freaking quick. But the worst shows get like this unlimited freaking Blade Works type funding that it just keeps putting out horrible content. And I'm like, do you not understand that you're, but the, I understand, man. I, and I was like, this is one of my conspiracy theories. I believe it's just a government plot, man, to dumb down people. It's just like Idiocracy is actually coming to freaking existence, man. Have you ever seen that movie? Idiocracy? Dude, I see a lot of stuff, dude, and really, what you are seeing is how to maintain a longer erection. <laughs> That's pretty what much it. <laughs> Seriously, watch Idiocracy, man, and you'll understand what I'm talking oh, about. Idiocracy, yeah. Yeah. Not, this guy not sure? <laughs> but the thing is, but I gotta say though, man, at least President Camacho actually did compare, care about his people. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to Trump. Now, um, they're, re- they're redoing that, aren't they? That, okay, that, that does, okay, because I was, I'm looking at as, as, yeah. as they, yeah, the, the, the people who created undergrads got their rights back from MTV. So, well, they got the rights so they can. Don't you love how, like, we're doing this podcast and they're fucking cutting the yard? <laughs> Don't you love that shit? But they're no, planning on, you know, they're, they're, uh, they want to do a movie. So, uh, the undergrads, you know, I mean, and then, you know, undergrads, you know, you know, I'm a big fan of Megas XLR. Megas XLR was made by Titmouse. Titmouse also made, uh, MTV's Downtown. Yes, sort of, dude, you know, I love Downtown, Undergrads man. and Downtown, you know, were, you know, spiritual brothers of each other, you know, and. And, uh, you know, I would love for, you know, to hear some news. You know, of course, that that's just because I want to make a XLR reboot. Or, or, or maybe not a reboot. Revival, excuse me. <laughs> Dude, we could just have a revival of Downtown, man, because Downtown was freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. There was one series that uh, it only had one season on MTV, and I'm trying to think of what the name of it is. But um, they, they they should totally have put that on Adult Swim. I think it would have done a lot better. Um it was it was back when uh, this was a good, this was, it was when uh, Beavis and Butthead came back. Uh-huh. Ain't talking about Eon Flux, is it? No. Liquid Television. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of what, what what the hell it was called. Um, Give us some descriptions. Use your words. So like the the one kid is fat. His mom's got like big boobs. She seems like to sleep with a bunch of guys all the time. Um, they moved to California. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to remember the show now. Thanks, <laughs> thanks a lot, Paul. I know I'm exactly to, what you. I'll do. figure it out. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hold on. Yeah, you better find out, son. If you son? don't, I got the bill. Yes, son. Son. I son y'all day, son. You know, I wonder if Oscar's gonna listen to this. But I'm be like, what the fuck? You, you know, Mills. Oscar hates us. Yeah, I mean, I remember like when I, I mean, I remember Liquid Television. They need to, be, they need to bring back Celebrity Deathmatch. That's what they need to bring back. Good fight, know. good night, dude. <laughs> and like, um, they, they they brought back Liquid Television, like, but just online. Oh, that's what it was. Good vibes. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Remember that show? That I show was that, fucking man. awesome, man. And then they only had like one season of it. I was so pissed about that shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, put this shit on Adult Swim. I swear to God, it would do so much better. Swear yeah. to God. Josh Gad and Adam Brody. I, I, and the I, whole I, I, the whole series is on YouTube. I swear, mm-hmm. like you can pick up every single episode on there. How many were there? Uh, twelve episodes. Yeah, man. Like Jesus, dude. I seriously, I need the downtown. Like, if they need to put that on DVD, man, 
And that's the thing. I hate that they don't put this stuff on DVD. I'm like, do you not know how much money you can make from people who have that nostalgia book? Yeah. Yeah. Digital. I mean, you know, with I mean, with digital rights and stuff like that, like, you know, it, it, it's so interesting, like, with the Megas XLR situation, like, you know, like, that would be a good idea. For me, that would be a good idea for, like, a documentary about, like, all these shows that sort of, like, are in somewhat of a limbo where, you know, the fans would want to see it, but they can't really... You know how it's 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 totally okay to be available overseas, but not in the United States. You know because they wrote it off as a as a loss and stuff like that. All that you know bureaucratic bullshit. That's all it is is bureaucratic BS, man. And um, all right, so the um, did you hear? Okay, first there is a campaign online for people who want to remake. The Last Jedi. Man, you know they need no. to get off. They need to stop that shit. Seriously. Uh, look, I mean, I kind of I, look. I don't want them to do it. I want it to happen, but I, <laughs> but I, I, I've come to, I've come to, you know, the grant me the serenity to change the things I can and accept the things I can't. <laughs> Except that the Last Jedi is the Last Jedi. It is part of the canon. You know, Disney made it, so it is It is what it is, and I kind of have to deal with it. You know, I'm hoping that, you know, J.J. Uh, Abrams, uh, number nine, will retcon the retcon. And <laughs> and, or sort of like, you know, uh, the same way Ryan Johnson sort of just kicked J.J. Abrams in the ass and said, you know, all this shit you built up, I'm just going to flush on the toilet. And then, like, J.J. Abrams will go, no, all this shit is important, and here's why. And, um, you know, and of course we could have Luke Skywalker back as a Force Ghost and stuff like that. But there, there was a, and I had the website up. Basically, the last time the the people who were making the website remake the Last Jedi, uh, you know, is this is obviously uh, people either really good at trolling. You know, I don't think there's any real seriousness behind the whole deal. But, like, the website, you could go to the website and pledge money. Now, you don't have to give them any actual money. They just want your email address um, and your name or whatever. But, so, you can technically pledge up to $10,000, uh, which I think is ridiculous. And, of course, I think there's plenty of internet trolls out there that are pledging, you know, they're probably making making yeah. fake accounts just so they can fucking pledge money. And the la- We've checked right before recording. They're at 300 and something million dollars really? <laughs> of pledges. You know, and uh, the, the site alleges, and once again, this is all obviously bullshit, that they have another backer who will match dollar to dollar what the pledges are. And well, this is, I mean, it's not going to get made. Disney's not going to, Disney is not going to hand over its rights. You saw what Seth Green said, or not Seth Green, Seth uh, Rogan said about that, right? What he said? He tweeted their account was like, uh, so how, what are you going to do with $200 million? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you know, other than, I mean, if you wanted to, you could make the world's most expensive fan film. <laughs> and even then, Disney might just shut you down just for fucking. Just you know, just to hold on the fort. Yeah, exactly. They're they're just gonna hold, they're gonna shut it down just to you know say you know. I would say, I would say that two hundred million dollars would be better served giving it to between me, you, and Paul, and yeah, we yeah. can do something with it. You know, of I, course, I, I'm gonna just do what I need to do financially, and then I'm, nobody's gonna ever hear from me again. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, I'm, you're right. I will, I will hear from your ass. Don't worry. Yeah, you know, of course, I'm a, I am your eternal troll. You're a terrible troll, fuck you. But seriously, like, you know, like, I, I will say this. At least Disney's not being like fucking CVS and Paramount Pictures where they're like, 
no, 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 you can't make a fan film unless we approve of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, there were, I mean, I think if you, if, I mean, let's just say in the wildest fucking fantasy, they got enough money and got the fucking cojones to put it together. You would have to make it non-profit, you know, because, you know, and I mean, I guess technically if you make the movie, it'd be, be, you'd be making a profit, but you can't put it in any theater. You can't, let's just say they went and they put it on YouTube or whatever. And like, you know, yeah, people would watch it and so on and so forth. But it, once again, it would just be a very, a very elaborate fan film, which, you know, I'm pretty sure something like this would be mired in all types of red tape and people not agreeing with each other and stuff like that and, and probably lawsuits and everything. So it's never going to happen. Well, you I just know. remember that, uh, remember when they did that, uh, dark, uh, Power Ranger little short. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones, yeah, with uh, the kid from uh, Dawson's Creek. Uh, All right, no, are you? Well, are you talking about that one, or are you talking about the one with Jason David Frank? No, we're talking about the dark version that they had oh. shut down for a second, man. It was just a little fan made one, but it was pretty cool though, man, because yeah, they had Dawson. the cursing and everything, dude. I, I, I kind of like the fact that what's his name from Dawson's Creek did that. That was hilarious. Yeah, Vanderbeek. Uh, James Vanderbeek. Yeah, James he Vanderbeek. did a really good job too. Well, yeah, yeah no, and then and you know the guy who directed that, like, I think what he went on to direct, like legit movies and stuff like that and you know see like you could do something like that and i'm pretty sure if i mean if 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 that website was like serious you know if they made something like that you know and it's uh, see the whole thing is when it comes to raising money for the kickstarter because like i'm done with kickstarters yeah i'm just saying is like i you know disney would have something to say if you know they if they're making a profit off of it you know off their ip if you could kind of if you could kind of like if you can say that, okay, every penny that we got went into the production, and you can prove it, like with receipts and stuff like that. I mean, Disney may not have like a. If you say this is a work of you know fan fiction or whatever, and like you put it like right on top, like you know, if the first thing you see on the screen is this is not associated with Disney or Lucasfilm whatsoever, you know, <laughs> you keep that plastered on the screen throughout the whole two hours, you know. But you know, I would like to have seen it. But I know this is utter bullshit. But, you know, and it's sort of, you know, I didn't like The Last Jedi. And I think that sort of, that did affect uh, the low performance of Solo. Um, I like Solo. I thought Solo was a fun movie. Um, it was kind of a stupid idea to put it in in May, just a few months right after. Now, if The Last Jedi was successful, Solo probably would have caught the heat of 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 The Last Jedi and had done well. The same way, you know, fucking Black Panther and... and infinity war or you know months apart and and you know because one was good the other one was also good you know i think solo would have done a lot better if last jedi was good i well no 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 i'll disagree with that i think see there were there were two issues with with solo real quick mm-hmm. the marketing hey, what'd you say <laughs> here it comes, here it comes. the marketing and then uh the fact that it wasn't in december if it was in december it would have done a shitload better Mm-hmm. If it was, and if the marketing was, it was a lot better. They didn't really do too much marketing until about six months before the fucking movie. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... every Star Wars movie they've started at least a year out, yeah. and you didn't make it seem like it was a Star Wars movie either. So that kind of fucked up some people too. I, I, I honestly think it would have done better if Last Jedi did better. I think there was like this, like a fatigue of people, like, oh, you know, like, oh, they killed Luke Skywalker. You know, I don't really want to deal with the Han Solo. I mean, we saw Han Solo die. Why would I care about what you know? Seeing him, I don't know. I I think the movie would have performed better if the Last Jedi was more was better accepted by the fans. 
Dude, the only people hey man like fanboy trolls who just can't get over and look at it from a different perspective, man. Yeah. Um, but you know, and with that, you know, I mean, there was a rumor that Disney put all the other Star Wars movies on hold except for Episode Nine. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, uh, the rumored you know Boba Fett movie, the rumored Obi Wan movie, you know, the rumored you know. Dude, I want to see a I want to see a young Yoda and a freaking Mace Windu movie, man. Yeah, and, and I mean, I mean, there were rumors that all these movies have been, all these movies have been put on hold, and like, and Disney was like, "We never said we're gonna make these movies. How could you say we put these movies on hold? <laughs> we never, we never officially announced we're gonna make them." But I think they're just they're gonna proceed with caution, and you know, and you know, I'm wondering what's the deal. They still have that deal with uh, with Ryan John. Ryan Johnson's doing his whole whole trilogy. That seems to be still in play. Uh, which I think I will finally say that's going to be the first Star Wars movie I don't want to see. <laughs> you know, like those when that trilogy comes out, you better fucking you know the commercials better be fucking fantastic because I I'm not gonna I'm, I have no uh, desire to go run out and see Ryan Johnson's take on the Star Wars. If you know if if the Last Jedi is what he's going to give us, I don't want to see his movies. But in other you know then uh, the John Favreau ones are going to be John Favreau is doing. I don't know if he's doing a movie or a series of movies where I heard through the grapevine that it's going to be like seven years after um, Return of the Jedi. So we get, you know, and I, I, I kind of wish they would just move forward in the universe, but I kind of see that, you know, when when you people, when you sell Star Wars merchandise, people, as much as you want to put Kylo Ren and Rey and, and Finn and Poe and all these people in the spotlight, people are going to buy Darth Vader. People are going to buy R2-D2. People are going to buy Chewbacca. Yeah. You know, they they people want the classic trilogy, so I kind of understand how they're staying near the original trilogy without actually being the original trilogy. But you know, I, you know, I, I'm looking forward. I am looking forward to Episode Nine. I want to see what J.J. Abrams does to fix it, and uh, you know, then we'll take it from there. But I'm not looking forward to whatever Ryan Johnson puts out. But John Favreau, the guy who gave us Iron Man, uh, you know, I'm fucking, I'm so there for whatever he does with the Star Wars universe. Or the, is it the? Or, oh, no, I'm sorry. The, uh, John Favreau was doing the live action show. Excuse me, like the Netflix or whatever. I think I think it's going to be a live action show, or like when Disney finally does its its version of Netflix, the John Favreau show is going to be it's going to be that you know it's going to be on that streaming service. Um, but uh, did you see the story about like George Lucas talking about what he wanted to do with episodes seven, eight, and nine? He want he wanted to go into like the microverse of like midi chlorians and shit like that. So I was like, what? It was gonna be like a movie inside somebody's body. Dude, I'm gonna be like Osmosis dude. Jones <laughs> Star yeah. Wars. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with being a medi chlorian, dude. <laughs> what I'm just saying is that like you know, like you know, he would have taken it, you know, like what people fighting inside a body is like people fighting in space or something like that. Like uh, you know, it would have been interesting, but I, I think the fans would have lost their fucking minds, especially after the prequels. You know, like George Lucas lost. You know, it's probably better that you know. I'd rather have Finn and Ray and Poe and 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 and, and Ren or whatever than <laughs> than you know the midichlorian saga. Um, let me see. Uh, that's pretty much everything that I have. I was I was showing, I was showing Paul. Uh, there's this movie called Upgrade that, uh, I mean, a, I, I, a couple of the podcasts I listen to, they, they've interviewed the guy who wrote and directed it. And it's the same guy who gave us, like, the Insidious movies and the Saw movies. You know, a guy who's known for, like, making, you know, an inexpensive movie look like it's made, uh, you know, it looks like, you know, it's not made for much, but it looks like it's made for a lot more than what it is. 
and uh, it's about this guy who gets he gets crippled like him and his girlfriend gets killed and he gets crippled in an attack and this guy comes to him and says you know i'll put this chip in your body and it'll help you walk and stuff like that and not only does it help him walk but it turns him into like a fucking a super soldier for the lack of a better term and he goes and he gets revenge on the guys who killed his girlfriend and stuff um and it's weird because the movie like it came out june 1st and it's already here in rochester it's here in our second run theater it's in the you know the the, the two dollar movie theater or at least now i think now it's the four dollar movie theater you know it's always that it's that every you know most a lot of cities have that theater where like it's like when a movie comes out on dvd then it'll, it'll go to this theater at a reduced price so you know i'm looking forward to seeing it you know and, and the whole thing is like i think it came straight to that theater you know it was on a limited run so uh it wasn't even in one of the big ones um but i've been i've been but when you see the trailer you know it's about this guy with the artificial intelligence in his, in his head helping him fight it kind of reminds me of the venom the venom movie the the tom yeah. hardy venom where he hears a voice inside his head except it's an alien symbiote you know, and the symbiote's helping him fight you know it's like these movies are remarkably similar and the funny thing is the guy who stars on upgrade kind of looks like tom hardy <laughs> like, you know he could be you know tom hardy's cousin you know john hardy or whatever ed hardy uh, <laughs> and um anything else you want to bring up while we're still over on there uh, well, giraffe smells. You know, there's always that. Um, <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> he, he, looks like a, these he looks like a scumbag. You know, it's fine. Whatever. All that, that good stuff. See, dude, you know what? <laughs> Just cause of this man. Make sure on your birthday, man, I am going to troll you three times as hard now. Ass, listen to me. Your ass is getting trolled when I fucking, when your birthday comes around. Don't you worry oh, about that shit. Oh, please do. Like, I care, man. Well, uh, no feedback from Oscar. Just check the the email, but I'm pretty sure he'll write Oscar. Oscar after hearing after hearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, at the very least, if, even if you say Chris, you're did you did you hear that? Did you hear that uh, that whole thing, Darrell? Like what what he said to to Chris in that email? <laughs> like Jesus fucking Christ! Like, yeah, he, he dug into me. Dude, he no, he did more than you. dug. He did more than dig into you. He he took a knife and went stab. <laughs> like fuck you. But you know, I, I I honored his request and got Daryl on the show, and and of course I've been I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to have Daryl on the show for a while. You know, it's sort of you know it's nice to have a, a you know yeah hear hear a the black perspective. Let's just go on and say what it is. It's good to hear the black perspective on your dang show, <laughs> Captain Puerto Rico. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, anything else you want to address, uh, Daryl, while we have you on here? Nah, man, I'm good, dude. Okay. You know, the thing is just to have a fellowship with you and talk about how Paul stinks when he doesn't shower. There you <laughs> there's, go. There's, there's the Darrell and Paul show, or the Paul and Darrell show. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Paul and Darrell show is always fun. And the thing is, what I love about that is me and Paul talked about the uncomfortable, um, the un- the uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I lost some friends because, you know, they said I was being, you know, racist. But I was like, dude, it's the uncomfortable conversation. You know, this is what I face as a black man every day. And I was like, this is my opinion. I was like, you may be mad about what I'm saying right now, but I was like, look me in my eyes and tell me that I'm actually wrong. Because I was like, dude, when you're discriminated against based on the sole fact that you color your skin, how can I sit up here and considerably be considered racist? I was like, I'm not spewing hate. I'm just telling you exactly what's going on. And I was like, I don't like it. I was like, yeah, if I deal with a racist, yeah, I'm going to bust him and dead the face if they keep on messing with me. I was like, hey, 
the thing is, we have a deep fear of the police these days. Dude, look here, you can't even sell water, man, as an eight-year-old little girl without somebody trying to call the police on you now. Yeah, trying to get dude, tickets living, to Disneyland. I mean, series of living while black, man? Shoot. Mm-hmm. I can't even sit in my house, dude. Like, you breathing too loud. Yeah. But you didn't know. And it's like, you know, yeah, the, the story. That's why you got to come live in Rochester. You know, the, I am not coming to Rochester. <laughs> there is nothing for me in Rochester, dude. There's me, me and Chris are in Rochester. Yeah, Chris, will let you Paul's for Paul's bachelor party. No, yeah. no, 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 oh, oh, no, fuck oh, no. That'll be the dude. ultimate troll. Fuck no, hell no. <laughs> what, uh, dude? I'm talking about it's gonna be. Wait, you think it's gonna end up like the hangout? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I don't want to know what it's gonna be. <laughs> oh, dude, the hangout. Paul, Paul's gonna wake up with a Mike Tyson tattoo on his face. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's gonna wake up with my name on tattooed on his butt. <laughs> like the rails property. <laughs> I'm property of the rail. <laughs> like you're my blanket. <laughs> Keep me warm. <laughs> Dude, don't don't tell me to do this, but yeah, man, it's been fun being on the show with you, Chris, and of course you too, Paul. You piece of shit. Yeah, we gotta do another episode of the other podcast. (laughs) We'll do that next week or something. Probably. All right. I'll tell Chris to go fuck off, and we'll do our show. (laughs) (laughs) Sound like a winner to me. Oh, sorry, Chris. I didn't know you were here. I'm sorry. But see, that's the thing about being friends, man. You can have these kind of conversations and be honest with each other. Because we already know, man. We're all shit. So we're just a power. We are the shit, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Hey, we fertilize and make things grow. And for the new listeners, we'd like to encourage anyone, everyone you get to get new visit. listeners. Holy shit! Well, you know this may be some, this may be someone's first episode. Uh, check I'm out. I'm sorry for you if this is your first episode. Yeah, you know, like, uh, like <laughs> you know, Stanley said, every comic is somebody's first comic. Like, every comic book. At is least, at least your first episode first is is book. not hearing how Oscar wants to stab and kill Chris. <laughs> oh. But uh, you know, at least you know, like, even a guy who threatens and, and even a guy who calls me the fucking most vilest disgusting Jesus piece Christ. of shit on the planet or whatever at least i still honor his request um you did so now you can tell him to go fuck up <laughs> exactly fuck off oscar uh, nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs> now he's gonna have an email like that i want to fucking kill Jarrell. i want to throw him in the toilet i want to give him a swirly <laughs> yes and he's saying the pistol packing urkel yeah exactly <laughs> i still like that name man that was the ultimate burn, Oscar. I would give you that, man. That's up there with uh, chlamydia. Maybe. <laughs> no, we're just going to say gonorrhea for you because it burns. I bet you know that. I bet you know that from from uh, experience, don't you? Uh, no, sorry. Never Bullshit. <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out of here right. before it turns yeah, to Chris is yeah, it turns to work. Yeah. yeah. Please, oh, by the way, you're walking to work, by the way. Oh, I just shit. want to let you know that. <laughs> Uh, please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net where you can find all things show related. You can find links to our iTunes page. So if you have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, you can subscribe to our show. I don't know who still has an iPod anymore or even an iPod. I know iPads are still around. Um, if you don't have an iPhone, an iPad, or an iPod, you can subscribe to, subscribe to us on the Stitcher app. That's for Android devices, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. The Stitcher app, I put it on the options to listen later and... Uh, available offline so you don't have to kill your data on your phone or you know while you're in a wi-fi spot you're in the library you're at home you're at mcdonald's you can download it there and listen to it without killing your data or your battery 
And our hosting site is uh, SoundCloud, so you can find us on SoundCloud. So SoundCloud's on both Android and uh, Apple devices. You can subscribe to us there. I make all the available. I make all the episodes available for download, so you can download it once again when you're in a Wi-Fi spot, so you can listen to it later. Um, we want your money. We need your money. But if you don't give us a dime, you could at least uh, share and like us on Facebook. Uh, just go to facebook.com/slash/two-strangers-one-podcast, all spelled out. Uh, share and like this episode. Share and like the page. Um, you know, get the word out there. Because once again, even if you can't give us a dime, you know, everyone and their mothers on Facebook, so you could just share us. Uh, on there if you want to write to us and send me uh not death threats but if you want to just (laughs) i don't know because he doesn't send death threats he sends just hate mail if you want to send me hate mail or paul hate mail or darrell hate mail or anybody hate mail you can write to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com once again all spelled out two strangers one podcast at gmail.com uh we are technically on twitter our our account was suspended on Twitter, and I, I don't know why. I put in the, I, I put in like the uh, appeal. I haven't heard from. I put it in like on the twenty first of June, and so uh, I still haven't heard from them. Because I was, I just saw that in my email. I, like I got the confirmation of the appeal, but they haven't heard from them yet. But if when we do get back on Twitter, we're on at Stranger Podcast. Uh, let me see. You can follow us. Uh, we, well, we don't. We do have a YouTube channel, but it's not. It's just out there, so you can look for Two Strangers One Podcast on YouTube. Uh, you can listen to my audiobook, Odd I See, It's Hell from the Road. Uh, those have all been uploaded. Uploaded. I, that was like last year I did all that. Uh, my Stranger Vlogs, which I haven't done one in a long fucking while, but I want to uh, do more. And I can't think of anything else. I acquiesce for you, sir. All right, well... Well, first of all, Darrell, where can they find you? Let's do that first. Oh, you can always find me at ukami underscore samurai7 at twitter.com, or you can follow me at a more tamed um, Twitter account, which is my fraternity's account, Nasia underscore robotinasi at twitter.com. How about the bar? Any bar? All of them? I'll be at the titty bar later. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you can find me at uh, Paul Pascrillo on Twitter. Uh... If you're part of uh, the Tsunami Faithful Discord, uh, you can just at Paul Pascrillo me, and that's how you can reach me there. Uh, He's never there, people. I am there. I'm, I'm talking to people right now as we're doing this podcast, man. What? Really? You on Discord talking to people? Oh, isn't that cute? <laughs> yeah, you should be looking at the meeting notes from the other night, you asshole. I did look at the meeting notes last night, so shut up. Oh, okay. Stupid glip flop. <laughs> Talk to and, me like uh, that. You can also email me. It's paulpascrillo at tunamifaithful.com. And, uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Um, I will I will say that we have something musically coming up that I'll probably share with Darrell at some point once it's complete. Yeah, it so, probably got me write a fucking article or something else again, piece oh, of shit. Hey, hey, you're supposed to be the musician, the musical guy, so there you go. Yeah, I know, I know, I know I am. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Alright, well, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening, as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. I'm Darrell. Uh, don't be a stranger. Peace. We're out. Bye. Just don't holler, y'all. Okay. <laughs> you should be fapping. Hard. Hard. <laughs> All right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double it? Double jackpot. What is it? 
It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. I broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee hee But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. Him punny. But... <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with oh, a materialistic Lynette. I feel you, Eric. Oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I smell sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively, su- sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Oh, I, I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. Uh, Christopher uh, Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like. Hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think of this? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up. Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be so honest too. with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. <laughs> Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, And if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www. L-U-L-U dot com. That's Lulu dot com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, Lulu dot com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. dot com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15 and a PDF file is only five bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen is not even that bad for a hard for a paperback version. No, this is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on, come! I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm gonna make that smelly joke. I know on. you're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I and will his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. and You could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. 
No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Colon. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Colon will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.